Hey everyone, we're Silver Pilled Podcast. I'm Harrison. And I'm Lowell. And if you want to share an experience with anything paranormal or unexplained, shoot us an email at silverpilled at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Instagram at Silver Pilled Podcast. everyone welcome back to another weekly dose another weekly dose of silver pills silver pill silver pilled silver pills it's your weekly dose again of ham sandwiches ham sandwiches (laughs) sorry i've been eating a lot of those for lunch lately (laughs) anyways thanks for coming back guys yeah glad you're back yeah we are thrilled to be back as well. Thank you, everyone. Again, I don't think we can collectively, every episode, thank everyone enough for just even tuning in, you know, to listen to us weekly, for leaving the reviews, the ratings, the encouraging words. We love seeing those. Um, yes. And they do really help. They do. And it's it's really awesome to see it. It really is mind-blowing to me. Never thought you'd be in this situation to see that people are enjoying this and mm-hmm. sharing it. So just keep them coming in. Keep Absolutely. throwing anything weird or wild or out there to to us. Um, personal stories, stuff you find on the internet, mm-hmm. um, any kind of dives, any kind of stuff you do that you want to talk about, get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. We're always interested because i think everybody through their unique experiences have awesome ways of looking at stuff that harrison and i alone cannot even fathom yeah absolutely absolutely i mean we're you know you can't do it as an island so and we by no means have enough time in the day to look into absolutely everything and we don't have the education per se or even just the perspective of of other people so you know any information is welcome as long as it doesn't hurt our feelings right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no hurt feelings allowed yeah don't don't get harrison started i uh, know you're, you're sensitive uh, a little bit <laughs> well anyways thanks again everyone yep. um, we enjoy doing this and we hope you enjoy listening yep definitely share us around everyone you know about us mm-hmm. play us loud at your job so people can hear and tune in on their time yes or get mad and break your radio yes i don't <laughs> recommend that part but yes yeah, you never know anymore do people have radios anymore usually all through like yeah, i guess the things you put in your ears not the q-tips but <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well let's dive in enough of the sappy stuff yes what are we doing this week so we are going to do the phenomena phenomena Phenomena. of dog man which if you don't know is like an upright on two legs huge 
walking canine entity. Some reports are like pretty much like a like a werewolf, like yeah. a half man, half wolf type thing. But these guys don't need a full moon. Yes. At least we don't think. We well, we don't know. I have yeah, yet to, who's to say one. they don't. Who's to say but they don't? They may, but they're seen during the day. Well, it's a full moon somewhere, right? Right. <laughs> Maybe they just needed to be a full moon on one side of the earth. Yeah, what if they just need one full moon a year? I, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so we're going to do... The reason why we're doing this, level is I posted something on Instagram. Okay. It was... And we're going to get into what I posted, but I... It was an article that I'd found. I, I know you've seen it. Um, attached to that article, I asked the question, should we do a deep dive on Dogman? Okay. And we got a lot of feedback saying, yes. Oh, so two people? Yes, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, people said they wanted to hear our take on Dogman. So okay, I figured good. we haven't done a uh, cryptid in a while. Yeah. Uh, we, wow. we briefly touched Dogman with... Um, Dark Waters, which was which okay. is awesome. He's like the king of dog man. So yes, shout out Dark Waters. If you mm-hmm. want to get more information than you can handle about Dog Man, definitely check him out. Yeah, he's I YouTube, and uh, he does some you know some interviews. So yes. uh, you could listen. Go revert back to earlier on. I don't couldn't tell you the episode we had him on four or five. I don't remember. It was beginning baby stages of Silver Pill, but um. Go check him out on YouTube as well. So that's that's what we're doing, Lowell. I'm I'm sure you came armed to the teeth with information. Armed armed to the canine teeth. Ooh, creepy. All right. <laughs> so start out with a story. Um, people who are into the subject probably know the story. This is a pretty famous one brought to us by Linda Godfrey. Oh, rest in peace. Yes. Amazing person. I would just awesome listening to her mm-hmm. being interviewed. She seemed like a super amazing lady. Um, she has several books on it and is credited with bringing this phenomenon to light, um, exposing it. Mm-hmm. So she's she was the one who was brave enough to start researching this in a small town in Wisconsin. And before you poo-poo the whole idea of Dogman, her research started from a journalist. Wasn't it like um, like reports in a police file that mm-hmm. she was going through? And she asked the police officer, what are all these reports of this upright walking werewolf type yeah. creature? And they're like, oh, we got a lot of them, but we don't know what to do with them. Yeah. So yeah. before you go poo-poo the idea that werewolves are real, there are a lot of people that have seen these things. And I mean, the, the number keeps growing. It's kind of like Sasquatch, you know? Yeah. People are so easy to believe in Sasquatch, but when it gets to a, you know, a a werewolf, it's, oh yeah, right. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're, I think they're probably the second most encountered cryptid next to Bigfoot. Yeah. That's probably true. They are very, very popular or infamous. I don't know. There have been seen a lot. We will say that. Yep. So, this is out of Linda Godfrey's book, The Beast of Bray Road. It was reported to have happened in 1936 to a man named Shackleton. He was a night watchman at St. Colette, which is a Catholic covenant in Wisconsin. Um, He was walking the grounds at night and spotted a large dog or wolf digging pawing at the ground of a Native American mound. And then as it was pawing, it stood up on two legs and looked over. And when it saw that Shackleton had seen it, it took off running. Shackleton had mentioned that he noticed the thumb and the little finger were were shriveled or like much shorter than the other ones on the hand so the three three fingers the the index the ring finger and the middle finger were all long but the thumb and the little finger were real small in comparison that's eerie yeah that's detailed too 
Right. So he must have been pretty close at night to have spotted this creature. Mm. Uh, Shackleton was also a very brave man because he went out the next night armed with just a large flashlight. Oh, geez. To look. And again, this he came across this thing digging in the mound. Um, with the large flashlight, he was able to get a much better look at it. He said he had dark, dark hair, um, coarse, dark, coarse hair, and it smelled like rotting meat. He said it had eyes that looked right through him. So piercing, piercing eyes. The beast then, once he was spotted, stood up and muttered the word Gadara oh, and dear. took off, took off running into the night. Shackleton said he did the only thing he knew he could do and that was pray to god to save him and then continued his rounds oh my gosh so that was the last sighting shackleton had of him um the only the only place gadara i'll spell this out for people they want to look it up g-a-d-a-r-r-a-h well how do you know that's how it's spelled though well that's the closest spelling Okay. okay um but that was the city where Jesus cast the demons out of the man in the cave that went into the pigs. Oh, weird with Legion. Yes. So oh, that's weird. the only the only thing that remotely comes close to that sounding of a word and spelling. Maybe there's there's others, but that's seems to be what everybody relates to that word. Oh, that's terrifying. So yeah. Wow. That's... Okay. So what was it doing digging out a mound? I don't know. I don't know. But it seemed to seem to be motivated if it came back two nights in a row. Yeah, no kidding. And how, I mean, brave do you have to be to, like, just take a flashlight? I mean, I don't even know if I'd want to go back out there. I know. And then I to know. finish your rounds? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. Creep, give that man a raise. <laughs> I know. No kidding. To walk around with a six foot tall werewolf is that how tall it was um he didn't quite give a height okay because um, i've heard that they can get up to like seven or eight feet in some situations yeah um he didn't give a height but okay. i'm speculating it may be i i think if it was bigger and like towered over him he probably would have said what said screw it and not gone back out right but would have said that in his description it was yeah huge. i guess that's true so what do you take what's your take on on gadara i mean the fact that it even spoke is kind of a that's kind of a one-off um a okay. lot of the reports are growling and like animalistic right like it doesn't have the vocals not able to vocalize but more more has dog vocalizations growls barks stuff like that i mean unless it had like choked on a stick or something as it was digging up <laughs> got a stick caught in the back of his throat just kind of hacking at it it would have been doing one of those dog things where it's like uh, uh, if you like scramble <laughs> over to try to get him off the carpet quick i <laughs> could have been what it was so and then he just thought it sounded like gadara and Weird. people said, oh, well, that sounds like this town and took it and ran with it. Or was it? I mean, it was at a, a Catholic con convent. So and he uh, Shackleton was a praying man. So was it a reference to something? Was it oh, was maybe. it trying to relay a message? I'm not sure. I mean, all signs point to demons at this point for that. Right. Right. Huh. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. That's the first story I got for you, okay, everybody, that's, tonight. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. They do seem to be seen in spooky places, graveyards. Mm. Um, I think there's a few about them being around the Native American mounds. So, so. that's what I posted on, on our Instagram. It was that um, clip that I found of that Adina mound with the skeletons in it of the shaman, the Adina Native American shaman. And it had these shaman skulls had canine wolf skulls placed over their own, or even the canine teeth on like a, it almost looked like 
you know, like a stick that like a popsicle stick, but bigger, that they were buried with this thing in their mouth. Right. Like yeah. Like a like a ritual burying of these shaman with dog dog or wolf skulls on theirs, yeah. you know, which is weird, or in their mouths. So I I posted that and that's when I asked people if we should do a deep dive because I found that really, really interesting and it kind of took me down. I was already looking into this stuff beforehand and this almost like sealed the deal for me. Now, again, it's all speculation, but I found that there's not very many times that these priests will just say through history that these that remains are found with something like that in their mouth, with something obscure in their mouth, right? Okay. And the one case that was a big time find was actually in Egypt. Oh, really? And it was royalty. They believe it was like royalty, and they were buried with gold foil wrapped around their tongues. Hmm. So speculation was it was to talk to the gods, right, and the afterlife. Okay. So remember when we had Fritz Zimmerman on and he made one quick little statement in there. I don't know if you remember. He said the Adena tribe, which were the Amorites. Oh, when they were over here and then he went on. But that was a strange statement. So I looked into that. Amorites were actually a huge population of of Egypt. So I'm wondering if... This ritualistic, because the Egyptians are really well known for their opening of the mouth ceremonies. Right. Yeah. They would do it after death to the corpse in order for the soul to escape or for a new soul to go in, like the whole reincarnation thing. They would open their mouths before, you know, the whole burial process. And that, you know, so so there's something important about burying them with something in their mouth, right? Yes. A, a gold tongue to speak, or in this case of this article that I found of these shaman, but they all came from the same area, allegedly, right? Mm, yes. So it's an interesting thought because you could go deeper with that. The Egyptian god of not necessarily the underworld, but of helping the person navigate to the underworld is none other than Anubis. Okay. So he's a psychopomp. I don't wouldn't call him a psychopomp. Hang on. So he's the god of funeral practices and he cares oh. for the dead. He's the god of lost souls. He assists in resurrection and reincarnation after death. Oh. Interesting. So what, so what I'm saying is what are the odds if if we're going off the idea that that the Amorites this population of Egypt were the Aden- the same as the Adena tribe coming over to North America. Yeah. We find similar burial, right? Burial right. practices. And now what are the odds that the God of, of reincarnation and resurrection and lost souls is a dog headed entity? I mean, that's pretty, that'd be pretty high odds. I'm guessing. And uh, the odds all... that these guys are seen in cemeteries, digging in graves. This one was at a Native American mound. Yes. Yes. So then the question I have, do you think they put these dog-like features on these corpses in hopes that they would reanimate as an Anubis-type maybe character, as a dog-headed human? Maybe. So you could take this down a couple different roads. You can jump on the everything's demonic bandwagon Mm because it very well could be that. You can jump on the everything's Nephilim bandwagon because if we're looking at these these crossbreeds that the ancient Egyptians used to worship, you know, it could be that. But what if it's not? What if these entities were gods walking around? I mean, the Bible in Revelations describes several different categories of angels it described it says angels just that word angels yes it says that he saw four creatures next to the throne of god which there were cherubim Mm -hmm. one was like a man one had the head of a lion one had the head of an ox and 
one had the head of an eagle but these they were angels but they were a different classification of angels yeah with it seemingly human-like features and animal heads so when a third of heaven rebelled and right. came down were these things cherubim they weren't nephilim right what if these were the actual gods so they were the actual i guess fallen angels walking around yeah. what who, why not I, the bible says don't worship angels right i mean i i don't have i i can't say they weren't it's just an interesting an, in, thought to come across i mean i'm not saying it's one way or the other you know you can, no no but that's something i've never heard before that they were actually when they fell they were grounded here almost or chose mm -hmm. to be i mean it could be you, do, do you think these cultures that were so allegedly advanced to build all these things that we see were dumb enough to worship something they'd never seen before? No, I don't believe that in the least bit. I I truly believe the Egyptians or whoever, I think it was the Egyptians, because there's, there's speculation that the Egyptians didn't build the pyramids and everything. Right. But right. I'm not, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just going to say the Egyptians actually saw these creatures walking around they very well could have i'm, I'm just speculating it's all no, hearsay. i i under um, yeah it's just a weird thought when i was really looking into this stuff you don't see much of any other culture a lot in um poland in that area of you know very few times burying these the dead with something in their mouths and it's all speculation but it's it's an interesting rabbit hole i went down that who knows yeah. maybe they weren't nephilim maybe they weren't demons maybe they were legit just fallen angels roaming around that, right. that were being worshipped as gods yeah and they didn't want to they didn't want to travel back to their realm dimension wherever they are that we can't see them mm -hmm. they preferred to stay here and and were glorified and worshipped Mm -hmm. i mean it would you know can you blame them maybe in your other in your other realm you're just a messenger boy or a janitor and you come here <laughs> right. and you're you know treated as a god right it's so. i mean but you i don't want to fall into the hole everything's demonic everything's nephilim i think that's a really slippery slope because you can prove everything's demonic and you can prove everything's nephilim you know what i mean it's right well I'm, it's i think that there could there's possibilities that there's other things out there i think yes. we've made that pretty clear on our stance in it and even even if we're wrong i think it is still good to look at this stuff from angles that other people don't i think sure. we will fall into a trap if we just lump everything under one umbrella mm -hmm. now that's not saying that if you see a dog man if i saw a dog man the first thing i would do is rebuke it yeah i mean and if it runs away then or disappears then okay i'm good um if it comes at me then <laughs> there'll have to be other options see i have a and i might be stepping on toes and this might be a little off track but it's been on my mind lately too I kind of have an issue with, well, I rebuked it and it went away. So that proves it's a demon. I've heard oh. stories of people in gas stations where someone's in there with a gun trying to rob mm -hmm. the place and people have rebuked, rebuked that in the name of Jesus. And the people drop the gun and leave. Right. You know, d does that mean that person was a demon? No. I mean, if God wants to, if you rebuke an animal attack and God chooses then to stop it, Mm -hmm. the are the was that mountain lion or bear demonic exactly. yeah no. i mean even in the bible when jesus is on like palm sunday and he's walking down the streets you know and everyone's worshiping him and they're like man you shouldn't be letting these people worship you like this and he goes if they didn't even the rocks on the ground would right does that he's mean that in, the rocks are demons you know what i mean right are he's living in, things he's in control of anything everything yes, yes. so my only thought is if I rebuke it and it doesn't go away, then it's probably natural creation, sure. non-demonic. Is the sure. only. Is no, the I'm not only saying. Thing. Yeah, I'm not saying. Well, you can only rebuke demons. You know, I'm not trying to go down that bandwagon. Right. And, and right. I've kind of gotten off base here, but I just thought I'd bring that up. Anyways, so, Dogman. <laughs> Dogman. Yes, yeah, bringing it back, way back around. 
time so, for another story yeah i mean that was my take on it so let's see where it goes okay well we were just talking about dogmen and graveyards so how about a story about dogmen and graveyards i like it so this comes from the book mysterious kentucky by barton nunley um mm-hmm. i can recommend this book very cool guy we actually got to meet him awesome yeah. dude yeah I very humble I've, yes and i think I've, I've we've mentioned him before because i take a lot of um i i quote him a few different times mm-hmm. i know throughout our podcast because yeah. i'm very knowledgeable a lot of good stories um so this happened in kentucky because the book mysterious kentucky but it happened at the <laughs> Ashland Cemetery in the 1980s. And during that time, people had reported that a huge dog would chase them out of the cemetery at night. Mm-hmm. It ran on either two or four legs and would chase them and turn away right at the last second before attacking which is something you hear in Linda Godfrey's work as well. What's that, that they just, they stop at the gates? Well, the, the, the dogman will not attack, doesn't attack. It will get within inches of the victim and then turn away and run off. Oh, okay. So people turn and run away and this thing seems to enjoy the chase. But once it gets to a point that it can attack, it turns and runs the other way. Yeah, it's kind of interesting right so that has been now that's not saying it's happened all the time i've heard plenty of stories of people being attacked um Mm -hmm. there's a famous one in kentucky and land between the lakes i'm not going to go into that one tonight because that's kind of a longer story Mm -hmm. um but there's also so over there's an overwhelming amount of stories where people report it almost delighted in chasing me and right when i felt i was dead it would turn and run off hmm that's interesting yeah so it's i mean it's it prefers the chase not the kill right right this is what it sounds like for a lot of people so Hmm. and they seem to be very i mean very powerful creatures this one was told to be able to leap over a 10-foot fence from a standstill Ooh, that's freaky so the reports, it was reported so, mu- so much that one night two policemen were dispatched to check it out. So they went, so they sent these two policemen over to the gra- to the cemetery, unlocked the gates, let them in. They walked in, they're walking around. Um, as they get deep into the cemetery, they spot it. And I guess they thought their, their little pistols weren't enough to take it on because they turned and ran as well. Um, and this beast chased them to the gates when the policemen got to the gates the gates were closed and locked oh geez which no one knew how it happened um and they couldn't get out and they were screaming through their radios um and again it did the same thing turn around away at the last second so just almost like it's chasing people away from the cemetery that's odd like it's protecting something right you hear that a lot about like black dogs in cemeteries or demon dogs black the black shuck i believe it's called is is kind of a name for that Hmm. the the black guardian the black dog that guards a cemetery oh really okay Mm -hmm. is it associated at all i wonder with the three-headed um oh greek dog the hex thing's name no i don't think so it's more of just like a guardian of the cemetery just to Mm -hmm. just to watch over it didn't do any research so i'm sorry i don't have any references but some cemeteries before the first human was buried a black dog would be killed and buried there that's kind of the protector oh wow okay but that seems more as you know a, a dog's guardian instincts to protect sure then and they're more of just i don't know they're they're more of just a dog right a guardian sure. almost like a a, a spirit to ward off the evil spirits that could be attracted to a cemetery. So I wonder why there's no cat men because aren't, aren't cats like kind of a big deal to be buried with. Cause they were like guardians to the underworld or something weird like that. There. Yeah. I think that was in the Egyptian culture. They were, they had something to do with, with the underworld. 
but I'm I think just... they feared cats. Oh, no. Well, I thought they held them to kind of like a higher standard, like almost a, a godly I... standard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was Egyptian because you see the little sarcophaguses that look like cats or something. Oh, yeah. Clay. I guess that's true. Well, but look at the Sphinx itself. Right. right. That, that almost has like the body of a cat. Catman. Catman. Catman do. The evil nemesis of Otterman. <laughs> It's all pretty interesting. I don't know. I don't I don't understand the whole because then it goes back to sounds like more demonic then where it's like trying to get fear, trying to feed off of fear mm -hmm. without being able to kill you, right? Right, right. It almost sounds sounds demonic. It's a really, really interesting phenomenon. I mean, and there's reports of these things being like ten feet tall and four foot wide, five foot wide shoulders. Jeez, that's massive. Like, yeah, like a human and and muscular, not like not skinny like you'd picture a a dog, but muscular with with arms and hands and thumbs with long claws. Yeah, I don't um, know what to make of it. And it, it, go ahead. No, there's other reports of them being like small, maybe like six six feet tall and skinny, but still they still have human-like shoulders not like you would picture a dog standing on its hind legs mm -hmm. where it doesn't have protruding shoulders or kind of tucked up against okay. the rib cage but these have have human-like wide shoulders oh, on these so... creatures i mean what if they are just shapeshifters right I mean, yeah like skinwalkers yeah you know i'm willing to look at it from every angle um if it's native americans and they're burying their dead like that. I mean, they had some pretty weird rituals to become skinwalkers. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you had to kill your, what was it, your sibling? To right, become a, or, which that sounds like Cain and Abel to me. You know, that right. was like the first murder in the Bible. Right. Which might be why you have to do that. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and I know, I, I think we've talked about this before with Marco Polo encountering a race of um dog-headed people it was like a tribe yeah yeah and they were they they communicated in grunts and barks mm -hmm. um saint christopher i think shelly brought this up mm -hmm. from there's no place like home go check her youtube channel out she talked about how saint christopher was a dog-headed saint and i think was reported to be like 10 feet tall yeah, but he was a saint, meaning he went out and preached so he could right. talk. Right, or, or at least could communicate in yeah, some, somehow. some regards. Yeah, so almost as if they were almost more human. I yeah. don't I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a, a different place to put them. It's um, almost like there's different breeds of it. You know, oh, there's like the vicious, bloodthirsty, more canine more animal mm -hmm. and then there's and those are like the ones that are almost like feral like out in the woods or yeah then there's like the guardians that stick around cemeteries that'll just chase you away but then there's almost literally like a tribe of them right you know like like people like a long lost tribe with just really disturbing features <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm I'm not sure. And again, a lot of speculation has been talked about that the government has been creating these creatures and that's why they have become more prevalent. So, and that's, that's a huge theory out there. Um, a lot of research has been done into that. Well, it's as good as any. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't know, or at least maybe some of what people are seeing are these genetically modified creatures that the government you know or black budget or you know the military industrial complex yeah like, I don't... like super soldiers like they're creating right. these these super soldiers which is equally as disturbing as everything else R yes yes and i mean that but they've been around for a long time i mm -hmm. mean marco polo our even our ancestors the pennsylvania dutch have stories of the hexen wolf mm-hmm um they used to attack the logging carts when they go out into the woods logging they were stories of, of being attacked by upright walking dogs very vicious who would attack their wagons and such 
when they would do it they would like rip the wheels off wouldn't they mm-hmm. yeah like very very vicious oh it's so strange well then so... you go down south and you have the rougarou mm-hmm. yeah you know, from french that's, yeah that's the french kind of heritage of it yeah well then you get into if you want to talk about french like the beat the beast of jebodon Jeb- i don't know Jebodon. if i've heard that one so that was that was a long we ought to do a dive just talking about that but a brief overview way back i want to say 1600s 1500s in, in jebodon france there was basically a werewolf that had killed several people even they were there were soldiers dispatched to kill it and nobody nobody could kill it it was almost as if it was bulletproof oh a hunter had come in and he had cast silver bullets okay so that's where we get that that's where the silver bullets come in he was finally able to kill it with silver bullets interesting which again for people out there probably will find this boring but there's two ways to pierce or there's two factors when it comes into piercing a thick hide or almost like a body armor and that's design of the bullet and the speed of the bullet so if you're thinking back then all they have are lead rounds out of black powder muskets if you load in lightweight silver rounds and increase the speed of the of the bullet of the projectile was that why it could pierce through maybe a thick hide and kill the animal creature that's that's pretty interesting actually i never would have thought of it that way um well and the and it, the on the flip side silver has antibacterial oh that's true right it's supposed to that's why they made silverware because it didn't it would kill bacteria so that way when you get shot with a silver bullet your wound won't get infected right okay right. okay that's that's why if you take the silver pills you're you're immune to the to all the the nasty stuff out there <laughs> Oh, God, it. you stole my setup there for myself. <laughs> oh, stole my we, silver pill setup, you jerk. You think too much alike. <laughs> I guess so. But that, that's a little bit of technical stuff that I thought about because silver's less dense than lead, so it would be lighter and fly faster. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, oh. don't, I don't know what to make of all this. I mean, the only other thing that I could find, which I actually thought was pretty interesting, but it points back to demon was this entity that gets mentioned once in the bible okay and it's not where you think it would be it was actually in the book of proverbs proverbs 30 15 okay I tra- it comes out in different translations um i did a little bit of research on it but i just wrote down my the basic translation that i got and it's the horse leech has two sisters that cry out more more okay that's the verse okay but in different translations the horse leech was called a luca mm. instead of horse leech it said a luca has two sisters that cry out more and more so a luca was a female demon and she was described as a bloodlusting monster that was never satisfied okay uh in the I'm going to mispronounce this, the Sefer Hasidim, which was like a 12th century um, book written by the Germanic Jews. So our ancestors, right? (laughs) Right. This entity was a real thing. Aluka was a real thing. They claimed that she would feed on the blood of the innocent every night. And the only way to kill her was to cut off her food supply. But the strange thing about this was she was a shapeshifter and could turn into a werewolf. Really? That's interesting. So after they would kill her, allegedly, right, in order to stop her even after death, they would bury the body with rocks in the mouth. And going back to stuff buried in mouths, I mentioned briefly Poland. There was a lot of bodies dug up with bricks shoved in their mouths, which they believed were for vampiric entities. But I mean... A horse leech is pretty much a vampire. It has it's has many teeth. It feeds on the throats of animals. I mean, so in one translation yeah. of the Bible, that's like a vampire. But if you look at further down the line, this Aluka entity, and she's also known to curse the womb. 
But okay. this uh, this Aluka entity was would shapeshift into a wolf, a werewolf type creature. So I found that to be kind of interesting. But here we go again with, is everything demonic? Is everything right. Nephilim? Well, isn't wasn't in the original um, Little Red Riding Hood? Didn't they fill the wolf's stomach with rocks? Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the history behind that story and i don't know where it came from but that just sounded familiar yeah that's a good point i mean and we know that these stories have some a little bit of truth to them you know people call them fables and fairy tales but you know they feared witches living in the woods and would warn kids not to go out there you know and the witches would lure kids out there you know what i mean like yeah yeah so is this something that's more commonplace than we think and it 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 really seems to be this seems to be one of those creatures that has been here since the dawn of time Mm -hmm. almost people have been fearing this for a very long time we see it all over the world in different writings yeah whether it be gods or writings or just um Mm -hmm. well-known historical figures talking about this stuff yeah they they seem to be prevalent all over the place in every culture and only i don't want to say only now um the the thing that's different though a lot of these older ones seem to be human bodies Mm -hmm. with a dog head on them true and as time goes they get more and more animalistic yes they Mm -hmm. seem to be more but again is that because the government's creating a super soldier and you and you know leaving it in the wild to hunt and eat and train i'm not you know speculation speculation is this again the nephilim rabbit hole is this a creation brought on by the nephilim and we're and it's it's breeding. yeah or what if it's a curse what if because nebuchadnezzar king nebuchadnezzar got the seven-year curse right or the bible says that he was like pretty much dropped to all fours, ate, ate grass like an ox, but it describes his hair as growing long like feathers and and talons, you know, yeah. like it, it's weird stuff. What if it's all just a curse put on people? And that's why oh they're my gosh. out in the woods. I mean, where did the folk, where did the lore come from with the moon, the full moon? I don't know. Well, a full moon, the Latin word, I think it's Latin. So the Latin word for moon, um, is lunaticus Mm. which also means moonstruck but that's where we get the word lunacy lunatic yeah yeah right right so that almost sounds like a curse the moon comes out and you turn into a lunatic right well yeah i mean that's what you'd call someone running around on Mm. all fours craving human blood you know Yeah. yeah exactly it's it's an odd thing i don't know it really is. There's, we could spend thirty episodes on this subject and mm-hmm. not cover it all. Yeah, I agree with um, that. They, there seems to be so many different aspects of this of this one phenomenon. It's like trying to figure out what Bigfoot is in one right. <laughs> you know, but well, unless you're one of those like staunch Bigfoots and the uh, uh, ape in the woods or. One of yeah. those hard-nosed Bigfoot's a portal jumper, like right. Yeah. If if I had if I had a clear path that I was trying to push, it wouldn't be too hard. Right. But this it's like every phenomenon we talk about, this is all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there have been people who've claimed they shot and killed these creatures. Hmm. There's stories of that, but there's also a lot of stories of these creatures seeming to be unaffected by bullets. There's the giant wolf dog at Skinwalker Ranch, one of the, the first story in Skinwalker Ranch, where the, the as soon as the the people move in, they see it approaching from 400 yards out, and it comes up and it's friendly to all the humans. Um, they say the chest was, or the top of the the top of the back was up to up to the chest of the guy. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, but super friendly, just kind of walking around, sniffing everybody and. And even uh, Gordman, I think his his alias was Ed in the book, or Tom. Tom Gordman um, petted it, and then Jeez. it walked. It Give walked, it a little scratchy scratch <laughs> right? between the ears. And then it walked over to the corral that was nearby and grabbed a calf, whole head of the calf in its mouth, and tried to pull it through the bars. 
and Tom and his father, Ed, ran over to it and started pounding on it with a baseball bat and kicking it and no no effect on the creature. Um, Tom was then given a 357 Magnum by his son and he put four rounds four rounds into the animal's chest and on the fourth round and point blank i mean or on the third round it let go and walked a few feet away on the third round let go of the calf walked a few feet away and he put a fourth round into it and then it just kind of turned and ambled out of the out of the area there and he so oh man am i getting this wrong no i think it, it let go after the third shot it with the fourth and then he told his son to go get the 30 odd six and his son came out with a 30 odd six and he put a 30 odd six round into it. And then it started to turn and jaunt away and he put another one in and it blew a chunk off, blew a chunk of skin off of it. And his son and him tracked it and tracked it and tracked it. And then the the tracks disappeared. Oh, freaky thin air. And it sounds like the cows in in Meeker, Colorado that we covered not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And then they came back and the, said the chunk of flesh smelled like it was rotting Ugh. already see again so, does that sound demonic to you I, I mean i don't know it disappears but it's it's physical it absorbed bullets you know That's one so... even took a chunk out of it well you know why the bullets didn't work they weren't silver bullets exactly knuckleheads good grief <laughs> always got to keep keep silver bullets i mean that's what i keep my firearms loaded up with ready to go <laughs> no kidding. i mean no i didn't used to but since the podcast <laughs> i don't i have to eat with plastics wear <laughs> yeah. anymore but i got silver bullets. Well, that's because the fairies are stealing all my silverware <laughs> yes um so i do have one more story here okay. about the the bulletproofness bullet resistantness oh, of these bullet resistant so this comes from the website hunttheskinwalkers.com um this happened in october of 2018 on a ranch that actually borders the skinwalker ranch in utah um so lamar oaks and his son craig were out target shooting with their 30 30 rifles um so they're out on the ranch just shooting at targets and they see a uh, large dog or coyote in a gully about 60 yards away um and anybody who's been out on a ranch especially out in the west coyotes are a major major problem Mm -hmm. they will destroy livestock yep so they're pretty much a shoot on site varmint out there yeah they're a nuisance Mm -hmm. so both of the father and the son raised their rifles and fired at it and they're both sure they hit it which a 30-30 is way beyond what it takes to to <laughs> blow a coyote in half. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's that's more of a deer rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of falling over, the coyote stood up on its hind legs and deliberately slowly tor- turned towards the two men and stood and stared at them. The creature had coarse red hair and dog paws that it held close to its chest like a kangaroo. So, you know, like the elbows folded oh. and the hands hanging down. Yeah, like a praying mantis or something. Right. So okay. it stood up with its front paws. And it said they had paws, not hands this time. Oh, that's weird. Um, so the father and son, dumbstruck, raised their rifles up again. Because, you know, I would too. I yeah, blame. I wouldn't know what to think. I'd um, go get my boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as they were raising their rifles up, the dogman turned and ran away. Oh, that's so strange. Two rounds of 30-30 at 60 yards and just stood up and turned and looked at it. So when it ran away, did it drop back to all fours or did it scamper off on two legs? On two legs. Oh, that'd be so freaky. I think I'd have a for sale sign up the next day. No kidding. It's like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, almost. (laughs) Almost Wiley E. Dogman. (laughs) I don't understand it. It is such a strange phenomenon. Like you said, you can point it every which way. Mm-hmm. It's but been that, that's a coyote, though. So it, it's... Well, I think they thought it was a coyote. So some sort of... They saw a dog creature in the, in the gully and out in the area where coyotes are very prevalent. Okay. They figure, okay, coyote. So they pulled up and shot it. 
Um, but red hair, and again, red hair out in that that area. I could see a coyote. Yeah, I, I could too. Almost kind of having a red a red look to it. Now, unless it's, they meant like full blown, like red no. hair, then it's like back to Nephilim. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it may have had a reddish a reddish tint to it. Maybe it was dirty because that that dirt out there is very red. Yeah, I don't that's know. A good point. Well, because I was thinking, what if it was a coyote? Because you hear stories of, of these reports. I hate to say stories. You hear these encounters or these reports of it being less of a wolf and more of, say, a Doberman or mm-hmm. more of a hyena. Oh, the hyena ones trip me out. Right? It's like there's different breeds of these things. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's almost like there's... Just random dogs out there deciding yeah. to stand up and walk on their like, hind legs. Oh man, what if it's all a conspiracy and it's like the dogs, these feral dogs <laughs> are slowly like building a mutiny. They're going to overthrow. Overthrow the country. Mutant <laughs> army of feral dogs. Oh, We're all pointing the fingers at like fallen angels and demons and government <laughs> and it just turns out that it's just a bunch of feral dogs <laughs> conspiring in the woods. Oh man. Well, I mean... Feral dog, well, koi dogs, coyote dog half breeds have been known to get very, very large and become very aggressive. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is that just like, like, like the whole they have to be kind of thing? No, I think it's just something with the crossbreeding of those two types of animals, to those two types of canines that makes them more aggressive. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm not, by no means a scientist. Well, we so far we have been wrong on pretty much everything. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're either very, very right or we're very, very wrong. And if we're very, very right, we're never going to find out. So no. <laughs> it's a losing game. <laughs> right. Well, that's the fun part about this stuff. We can speculate all day long and no one can be like, nope, you're wrong. Well, they still will, though. Well, it has to will. be Nephilim, Lowell. It has I to know. be. It has to be. Or aliens. Yeah, There's or, or demons. I mean, what? Or why, government. Why or government, yeah. <laughs> why can't it be all of the above? It, well, I mean, what be. if it started off Nephilim or demons? No, I guess it'd be Nephilim turned to demons because that's allegedly what demons are. Mm-hmm. Our dead Nephilim turned into, uh, we'll say, like skinwalker type things or <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with, <laughs> yeah. that the government picked up on. And now they're reverse engineering it like they do the UFOs. There you go. Tied it all. That's exactly what it is. I knew it. See, I think I'm wrong on that one, but <laughs> well, at least you encompassed everything in it. So <laughs> somewhere you got to be right. It's better to be partially right than 100 wrong. So. <laughs> it's a very very interesting topic. I don't know where to go with it. It's one of those. I I put it in the same spot as bigfoot yeah or any cryptid mm-hmm. that we we don't know we don't know it's obvious in my mind unless this thing is like appearing at the foot of your bed in your locked house i would i would say yep demon you yeah, know because it's getting through locked doors it's defying physics and right. it's there to scare you. That sounds demonic. But these things seem physical, really, really physical, really like physical. Bigfoot do. Yes, and then they could, but they can disappear, like Bigfoot allegedly mm-hmm. can. Yeah, they can take take round take bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, not in all cases. Again, there are a lot of stories of them being killed, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stories of them taking multiple, multiple rounds from all sorts of different calibers of guns and acting like it nothing happened yeah and that's kind of the same case as bigfoot from mm-hmm. my understanding of it it's yeah almost an invincible entity you know right right it's, it's like they're wearing body armor or something yeah, like kevlar yeah. so there you go government man they're, they're I, government I, super I mean, soldiers i mean that, that no wonder that people think it. this stuff you know yeah i mean if 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 the government can create something like that, could it create a, a, a way that its muscle tissue was so densely packed that you couldn't penetrate it even with a rifle round? I mean, I, mean, I would think so. If they have the technology to create a, a, some sort of animal like that, 
yeah. I would assume that. I mean, these we sound have... like villains, though. Is this where they get the inspiration for like superhero villains? You know, look at I all mean... all these superhero villains are either ain or um, aliens, or it's like a science experiment gone wrong. <laughs> right? I know. Well, that's all we know. I think that's for out of this world explanations on a secular level on a, a non-biblical level all we know is you know science experiments or aliens yeah good point what else could it be if it if it's something this crazy you parallel universe I mean? well it could be and who's to say it's not and who's to say here's here's a here's a theory speculation wild 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 speculation what happens if there is another universe that God created where these creatures exist? Yeah. And maybe they are bouncing through a portal on yeah. accident, on purpose. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't know what God created. Well, I we mean, don't know the extent of his creations. Do you think that if it was a demon or a Nephilim that it would become a saint like Saint Christopher and try to you know preach preach the bible i mean yeah that seems a little bit more far out there than god created you know a different dimension where creatures like this exist i mean not saying right. he did or didn't but i i feel like the odds for both of those situations are pretty even stevens you know yeah yeah we we don't know we don't know what happened we don't know i mean anybody who claims they know what god created i think is missing the mark by a very very far distance we can't mm. even comprehend we can speculate all day long and pray for discernment but at the end of the day yeah you, you know you, you don't know we know what god is capable of doing exactly yeah so why put him in a box exactly exactly i mean he created everything in this dimension mm-hmm there's there's no no reason why he couldn't and other something. dimensions i mean heaven yeah. and he, you know it's we know that this stuff exists look at the garden of eden you know mm-hmm. we know that this stuff at one point existed who's to say the garden of eden wasn't a different dimension right i mean yeah it, it could have been heaven was is the best we could describe as a different dimension mm-hmm. well what happens if these things are like interdimensional hunters on safari oh that'd be terrifying like predator like, yeah but they're like i want a white-tailed deer what if these like glimmer men that people are seeing are actually dogmen cl- like camouflage Close, right instead of everyone's like oh it's got to be bigfoot what if it's dogman out there hopping oh, through trees man. hunting well, people what, down what happens if they're hunting dogmen it's like the dog got out of the gate and jumped into another dimension and they have to put on their cloak and go chase it down before anybody notices oh, yeah they're like house sitting someone and that was their <laughs> right. pet and they're like oh yeah. no they're gonna be home soon oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> oh man it jumped into the into the third <laughs> yeah. dimension again i gotta go <laughs> retrieve it i'll go get the raincoat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, it's running around trying to play fetch with humans. Yeah. And we're all terrified. And running that's away why from it can never kill anyone. It's on a leash. That's right. the, that's the end of its leash. <laughs> oh my! God. I like that one the best. Yeah, I think I do too. I think that one's definitely definitely the just easiest one to accept. <laughs> interdimensional pets that have yeah. gone Glimmermen are dog catchers from a <laughs> from a different dimension. You imagine seeing someone walking one of those and you're just like, oh, you can pet him, he's friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I'm going to wrap tonight up because I've got a story. Okay. So, this one's going to be fun. This is in Lancaster County. Ooh. It's next to the Susquehanna. Okay. And it's a graveyard known as Shock Graveyard shock s s h o c k okay this graveyard is maybe about an acre big and like square you know an acre square doesn't have a gate on it which is curious it's just Hmm. four walls but the walls from what i can tell look about maybe two feet high so you can just step over it and step into this in this cemetery are they that like you know if they're like the old um brick or rock walls that are around there. They that seem old to be stacked yeah. rock. Yep, okay. it's a very old cemetery. Okay, so there is a plaque on one of the walls that reads, "Within this God's Acre, 
rest the descendants of Hans Graf. Okay. Okay. Very oh. German name. Yeah. Looking into Hans Graf, he died in 1746. But strangely enough, he's not buried in that cemetery. So just his descendants. Mm-hmm. Okay. But legend says that Graf is buried where he was shot and killed because he was a werewolf. What? Now, legends also say that he himself haunts this cemetery Ooh. because of the curse of his ancestors. And wow. allegedly, to this day, people report seeing a pale werewolf roaming around the grounds. And it is said that you can hear its howls upon entering the cemetery and they'll stop immediately after you exit it. Wow. So there was a reporter in 1982 that went there, and his quote after seeing this werewolf was, maybe it was a wolf, but I think it was the devil himself. <laughs> so here's where it gets fun. There is a legend that you can invoke this werewolf. Oh, you have to walk around the graveyard seven times on a full moon night. If accomplished, wow. this pale werewolf will kill the person before sunrise. Oh, jeez. Allegedly, from the sources I've looked up, no one has ever done it or lived to tell the tale. What? So, I am going to leave it up to you, the listener. Should I go out there and do this? <laughs> well, we all know the answer to that. No pressure, but I've already warned my wife that I will probably be doing this. I hope your life insurance is paid off. <laughs> I'm serious. I'll do it. I'll uh -huh. go out there alone. I'll even record it on a, I've got that nice video camera. There you go. You're going to pick a full moon night, make a trip. It's not too far for me. That would be awesome. Just put up a, a few different clips. You walking around. I don't know if I'd do it seven times, but. It's only an acre. Oh, well, yeah. So, if you, the listener, if you want me to do that, you got to let me know. Get in touch with me on our Instagram, Silverpilled Podcast, or email us at silverpilled at gmail.com and let me know if I should do the Pale Werewolf Challenge at the Han, or what is his name? Hans Graf Cemetery. Hans Graf. Ooh. Can I just make up a bunch of random emails and just email them? <laughs> sure, yeah, if you want to spend the time. <laughs> so here's a here's the thing, though. Why seven times? Here's the curse of the seven again, just like mm -hmm. King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. You know, we know uh, that seven was like a number of completion to God. And okay. there's a lot of sevens, you know, throughout biblical text. But you look at, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar cursed for seven years. Walk around this cemetery seven times to... I don't know. It's pretty odd. I don't know. That is interesting. Wow. That's cool. That's a cool story. I didn't yeah. know that one. Yeah, I didn't either. And I thought, well, this is close enough. Maybe um, I think I'll do it. But I have to come up with a good enough excuse to do it for my wife. I need to, you know, I <laughs> she needs to see it worthy. So if the listener can uh, go ahead and just <laughs> blast the email, the yeah. Instagram telling me to do it, I'll be like, look, babe, see it's my calling right. <laughs> they gotta get what they want i can't let our loyal beautiful listeners down right well since you're the producer of the show if all of a sudden silver pill just <laughs> drops out of nowhere yeah you guys will know you'll be the first to know, <laughs> to know. why is there no new silver pill <laughs> so should, should be back from the cemetery by now yeah, man that was weeks ago Oh, uh, so I thought that's interesting. I'm definitely uh, willing to do it. That's cool. That's really cool. It's a cool story. It is a cool. One. I haven't even heard of that one. So yeah, I had neither. And, and pale too. I had never yeah, heard of I a know. pale werewolf. You hear of albino Bigfoot, which is notorious in Pennsylvania. That's I found true. that interesting. That's true. Hmm. So I don't maybe he just what... has a really bad cold. Kind of lost his complexion. Yeah, maybe. Like the flu, he's got a stomach bug. Right, yeah. Maybe. Belly full of rocks. Yeah, that's why he's always cranky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. All right. Well, before we go way off into some other crazy... <laughs> yep, I'd say let's wrap it up at that. 
What do you guys think, listeners? Our lovely silver pilled family. Yeah. Is it an old god or an angel that turned into a god? Is it Nephilim? Are they demons? Are they skinwalkers? Yeah. Are they interdimensional house sitting accidents? <laughs> or is it people that have literally been cursed? Right. Or is it genetically engineered super soldiers? I forgot about that one. Or, or is, is it all a bunch of hoop? Ooh, maybe it's alien. You're right. God, what planet? They'd come from Pluto. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the dog man from Pluto. There you go. I'll tell you what, it's as good a guess as any. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Let us know what you think. Let me know if I should take the Hans Graf challenge. And until next time, have a beautiful week and we'll be in touch. Have a good night, everybody. 